All right, so right off the bat, this is going to be very odd for me. I don't think I've ever done this before. I'm going to first play the section, the commentary from Tate that triggered me, and that's a perfect word to use, and then I am going to live react to myself as if that's, you know how I do live react to videos. I'm going to remove myself from the equation. I'm going to react to what that person is saying. It's important for me to do this so that you can understand, first of all, that I tell you the truth, that when I'm wrong, I tell you I'm wrong. You, need, you and I need to have that bond here as audience and host. And secondly, I can tell you why I was saying those things. And I can tell, give you some insight into the modern women, woman's mind because I was in it. At least a little bit. So let's do this. It's going to be, I'm going to laugh a lot because it's crazy. And you are going to be like, who is that girl? Thank God she changed. All right. So let's go to 29 seconds. And this is first, now remember, when I got into this space, I was watching a lot of shorts on Tate. You'll also notice, by the way, we didn't have lighting in here yet, so you're going to see all sorts of crazy. The hair looks, God, what kind of curling arm was I using there? Just a disgrace for everyone. I apologize in advance for you having to to swallow that. This is the commentary from Andrew Tate. He was talking about self-defense. I was watching a bunch of shorts, a lot of them, but was not watching his long-form content. And guess who got triggered? That would be me. So let's listen to first what he said self-defense is bullshit watch some video on twitter the other day some stupid ass listen women can't fight you're not designed to fight you're incapable of fighting and you're incapable of handling genuine violence if you're a woman and you're going to any kind of self-defense class stop because all that's doing is giving you some false confidence bullshit and next time you're in a situation when you need to run you're gonna start thinking oh, i know what to do you're not fucking Steven Seagal. The only thing women can do is scream and run. Female self. Okay. okay. So <laughs> I don't want to hear myself talking over myself, but you can see me even in the video listening to that, getting all like pumped up, you know? And I will tell you that when I heard that initially and when I heard a lot of the commentary from him, I was triggered, right? I say that men or women are different and we are because you have to know as a female that you do have that knee jerk emotional response. So I own that. And sometimes it works out really well for us. And sometimes it works out really badly for us. But my response to this, we're going to listen. We're going to play it through. We're going to start at 216 because there's a lot of nonsense in between. We don't need to hear. And I'm going to provide live reaction to it now. So let's go to 216. That is the video that I'm responding to. And now I want you to listen to what I say and listen to my current critique of those comments. Okay, let's go. It's going to be rough. Responsible messaging from him. And any guy, any guy who teaches jujitsu to women, who teaches Krav Maga to women, who teaches boxing to women, who teaches self-defense to women, should stand up against stuff like this and should, should tell the truth. Because we live, ladies, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. We live in a scary time now. You see what's going on in these cities. You go to cities like New York and Los Angeles, take a look at the crime. You see guys with knives. You see all those punch-out videos now where you see guys just walking through a hall, just knock somebody out, knock a woman out, go to punch her. You see rape. You see crimes. It, it's, it gets scary in a lot. And not just the cities, but I'm pointing to the cities because that's where I come from and New York is underwater right now when it comes to crime. You get your self-defense. You go there. The idea that a woman can't do self-defense. So I've taken Krav Maga. I've taken, I've boxed a church street boxing downtown in New York City. 
My dad taught me at a very young age. My dad's a badass. He's a jujitsu guy. Taught me how to punch. You can learn a lot of things. You can learn how to use somebody's weight against them. You can learn how what to do when somebody comes at you with a knife. Okay, you let's pause it here for a second. Okay, let's talk about. I have to really remove myself. It's very challenging to do this because I have to. I have to do my commentary as if that's not me. So that is diluted in in one respect. And and I did take the Krav Maga. I own that. I took the Krav Maga, and I took. I did box at Church Street Brock Street Boxing mostly for fitness reasons. And I always felt good when I left. I felt like I had done something good for myself because people had told me my whole life that that's what I should be doing. And yeah, my dad did teach me how to punch, but. He also told me that I was going to be, you know, in a serious situation if I was dealing with somebody who was a lot bigger and stronger than me, and my best bet was to run. But I, I grew up at a time where I thought I was going to be Sarah Connor, right? And because that was the messaging that you got as a young woman. Arm yourself. Protect yourself. What if you are alone? What if you're walking the streets at night? Don't walk the streets at night, honey. Don't put yourself in those situations. So I come out right off the bat saying that Andrew Tate has irresponsible commentary here. And it's not irresponsible. It's not irresponsible because what he's trying to, to, to do is just speak rationally about something, which is that women are smaller. Women are much less strong than men. Women should not be deluded about their own strength. And I think the fear is that a lot of women will take these classes, and they're right, will take these classes and will have a deluded sense of their own strength. Like, oh, I, I took Krav Maga, so I'm just going to go out in New York City at 2 a.m., put my headphones in, and I'm just going to go for a stroll, right? Because you feel this sense of like, you know, can't be destroyed. You know, you're tough. You're this, you're that. Meantime, you're, you know, 115 pounds dripping wet. <laughs> like me, and you're small, and that's not good advice. So uh, what I want you to see, though, is that emotional reaction. Because I'm somebody who is grounded oftentimes in facts. I'm somebody that comes from a, me- a political world where I'm always saying media is brainwashing. I'm, my antennas are up to that stuff. And yet, and I've been defending men for a very long time against modern feminism and have spent a long time critiquing modern feminism. And still, and still, I have some of that programming where I have that knee-jerk reaction of like, no, I need to have an inflated sense of what I can and cannot do. And it's, it sounds delusional. And I would never want a woman to watch this commentary and walk away feeling like they're going to be Sarah Connor. Because guess what? Sarah Connor in the movie has guns. You ever watch that movie enough? And we're going to get back to to the video. Don't worry, because I say more ridiculous things. But do you ever watch that movie enough with Jennifer Lopez? It's about a woman who's in an abusive relationship with a man. And she has a daughter. They have a daughter together. And she flees the situation with her daughter. And she realizes ultimately that she has to frame him as trying to injure her and frame it as self-defense in order to keep her child safe. And people watch that closing scene of that movie. And she, she goes through this intense Krav Maga training. That's where I got the, the idea for Krav Maga, by the way, from a movie. And she goes through this intense training. And the training looks great. Fitness-wise, it looks fantastic. But you know what she does? And this is key, people. Listen to me. Ladies, listen. Guys, listen as well. She has to go into that guy's apartment the day before, and she has to stage that room. She puts all the furniture in the exact spot that she needs it to. She lines her knuckles with rings. She studies the room. She maps it out. She walks through it with all of her training. She still had to do all of that to even have a shot, a shot to be able to frame him for self-defense. 
So just know the reality of what we're dealing with. Don't get deluded by the messaging. Don't get deluded by this female empowerment messaging because women are powerful in different ways. I always say we have superpowers, we give birth to babies, but it is deluded and dangerous for us to process and internalize that we can walk into a self-defense class and we're going to be able to come out and use some 250 pound guys weight against them. It's not happening. It's not happening, right? So the advice that comes from the Tates of the world is number one, 2A. I do actually say in the video, arm yourself as a female. I had enough sense to say that, to say that it's an, a gun is an equalizer for a woman. That is true. I think I also reference, I'm not sure if I reference mace or not. I should have, but mace, things like that, 100%. But when they say run, they're looking out for you because your goal should be scream, run, get the hell out of there. You're not big, big enough or strong enough to handle that situation. And it was really hard for me to listen to myself say what I thought needed to be said and what for years I had believed. Now, I wasn't deluded, to be fair. I'm not somebody that played with danger. I didn't like walk the streets at night and have this inflated sense of, oh, I, could, I have the strength of 10 men. I, I didn't have the She-Hulk, you know, mantra in my head. But I did have this like puffed up like women, women can do it and women can do that. And, and it really, it, it's, it's women can't do everything that men can do because we're not built the same way. You have to deprogram that stuff because it's not, it's not safe to say this stuff, right? And I, don't, I never want to be a reason why somebody gets some false sense of what they are and aren't capable of. So you want to do the self-defense because you want to just experience it. You want to go and say, oh, what's this all about? You could do that. There's lots of things that you take part in that you're like, oh, what's that about? Out of curiosity, don't walk away thinking, oh, if a guy, a 200-pound guy comes at me with a knife, I've got all the strategy down. I'm going to stay here and I'm going to try to figure out, you know, who's going to win rather than get the hell out. Don't do that. Don't do that ever, ever. You're in a bad position. You're not going to win that, right? So, you want to take the boxing for, for physical fitness? Great. Let me tell you a quick story before we get back to the video. I took boxing at Church Street. I mentioned that. What I didn't mention to you is that I trained with a guy and I hurt my wrist. Do you know how I hurt my wrist? Because you know those flat pads that you punch into? Guys, I don't know what those, in the chat, to remind me what those are called. You know what I'm talking about. They, the guys have that on their hand and you, I don't know if you, do you know what they're called? You know what I'm talking about though, right, Malik? Yeah. Okay. He was pushing back on my punch. Not hard. But for me, it was hard. And he was so much stronger than me that I got hurt from constantly punching against him going like this. So wake up, you know, women need to just wake up and stop swallowing this stuff. And watching this video of myself is so infuriating to me because I'm like, wow, I know better and I should know better on this. And yet I didn't. Okay, let's go back to the video for more humiliation. <laughs> let's continue where we were, Malik. A lot of things that are extremely helpful for you and any man who cares about women is going to want women to be armed with that information when they walk down the street alone because you know what even if you're with a guy you're not going to be with a guy 24 hours a day you're going to walk to your car coming home from the grocery store you don't know you're good there's going to be times when you're alone you better damn well be armed and you know i talk about the second amendment too i talk about the gun being an equalizer for a lot of women who are smaller in stature and size 
I'm all for that too. But the idea that you can't do self-defense because you're a female, that's bullshit. I was pissed. That's bullshit. Now listen to that though. Do you see that's a very emotional reaction? I was triggered. I was triggered for all the wrong reasons, right? I was triggered because I didn't like his tone. I was triggered because I didn't like feeling like I had to reject all this stuff I had been told all these years because I felt lied to in that moment. I was like, no, I was told I can do it. I took the classes in good faith and I did. And I did what I was told to do and I feel strong. And by the way, I do. For a female that's between 115 and 120 pounds, I do feel strong. But the person who's going to try to attack me is not going to be a female that's between 115 and 120 pounds. And that's where reality left me in that moment because I was triggered. I didn't, I didn't sit back and say, what is this guy really saying? Put myself in that situation and provide a factual analysis of what had happened. I had an emotional reaction. Don't do that. Don't do that on a topic like this because it's dangerous. It's dangerous. So this messaging, Andrew Tate is right on this. I was wrong. Absorb that. You hear me saying it? Chat's like, yeah. (laughs) You have to. You have to own these mistakes. You have to own these mistakes. So when I say it's irresponsible, what he's saying, no, it's not. Because these guys are trying to tell you, they're just trying to hand you some reality. And they're trying to, in their way, protect you. They don't want you absorbing that information and feeling all puffed up and getting yourself into a situation. They say, I say, oh, in that video, I say, what if you're walking alone at night? Don't walk alone at night. Don't put yourself in that situation, ladies. Don't say to yourself, well, what if I'm walking alone at night? I'm going to need to know how to fight off a knife. No, just don't walk alone at night. That's how you avoid that situation. Crazy what I was saying. Okay, let's keep playing. One who teaches self-defense will know this is bullshit. Okay? So you go get your self-defense. Go get your self-defense. Now, when it, oh, another thing you need to keep in mind is when a guy comes at you, like, you got to be realistic, right? Hmm. Maybe, maybe there's a bigger clip on this where he's talking. You got to be realistic, right? You meet someone, you, you walk down the street and you meet a, a guy like him. This guy knows how to fight. He's a kickboxer. You meet him and you've done self-defense, you're, you're probably going to be in trouble. This guy probably. knows how to fight. Probably. Honey, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be in trouble. And the guy you're with is probably going to be in trouble. Everybody's in trouble. You meet somebody that knows how to fight like Andrew Tate. So I'm like downplaying it. Oh, you're probably going to be in trouble. How dumb do I sound? You're probably going to be in trouble. I even say something dumber coming up. Keep playing. It's too good. That's not your average guy walking down the street. I'll tell you that. Your average guy walking down the street has shitty balance. I know because I've been in the ring with some of them and it's fun. You train with guys, you train with people bigger than you because that's who you're, I'm not going to encounter. If I encounter somebody smaller than me, I don't know. I'm pretty small. You train with people bigger than you. Okay. The average guy walking down the street is going to expect you to be weak. He's going to expect you to be that person that he describes that you can only know how to scream and you know how to run. They're not going to be prepared for you. A lot of guys, you go in the gym. I go in the gym down sometimes in um, my building has a gym. I go downstairs. Okay, so pause that. Lifting- they're not, they, they, there is some truth in the sense that they may not be prepared if you've, if you've taken all these classes and you're trying to do Taekwondo in front of them, but they don't need to be prepared for you. This is the point. Guys won't need to be prepared for you because you, no matter what you do in that moment, you're so much smaller and so much weaker than they are that they're going to just figure it out. And I'm not talking that you got to be a, oh, a guy bodybuilder. What I was trying to say is that the average guy walking down the street's not Andrew Tate. That's true. 
But the average guy walking down the street weighs what exactly? Let's say he's skinny and he weighs like what, 160? How much more weight is that than someone like me? I weigh now probably like 115 pounds, 120 pounds. I don't know. It's a lot more weight. They're bigger. They're stronger. They just are. So this idea of like, oh, yeah, balance and all that, that does come into play when you have two guys going at it in a ring that are of similar size and stature. Then, yes, if one has terrible balance, the other one can, you know, advance. If that one doesn't know how to punch, yes, but you're, 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 that's an equal playing field. It's not never going to be an equal playing field with me and a man. It's not going to happen. So this idea is just fl- so flawed that I'm saying, and I, I truly can't believe listening to it come out of my mouth. I'm like, wow, what type of Kool-Aid did you drink and not even realize it? And that's why I'm doing this. Because you have to, if you have moments like this, you have to call yourself out. So again, they don't need to be prepared for you. They were born prepared by virtue of the fact that they are men. This physical strength, it's not your zone, ladies. It's not your zone. Not as compared to a man. Go down to the gym. I go down to the gym sometimes and I look around and the women and I'm like, oh, I'm stronger than most of these girls. Great. I've been, you know, training my whole life. And I was right. I was honest. I I did train in those rings. I did work with guys bigger and stronger. But had those guys who were bigger and stronger actually been trying to physically hurt me, I would have been wrecked. The reason it worked is because they weren't trying to hurt me at all. They were training me. Oh, the delusion runs so thick. It just runs so thick. All right, let's keep going. These really heavy weights. Then they go over to the boxing bag, and I'm like, no balance, don't know how to punch, lost in space, no endurance. They're out of breath in two seconds. Okay, that's the average guy. The average guy. I'm not talking about guys that are trained. I'm talking about the average guy. You need to be prepared for the average guy. Okay, listen, you can't prepare. You can't prepare for the average guy. Ladies, you cannot prepare for the average guy. Don't try. You know how you prepare for the average guy? You get yourself armed. You get that pepper spray or whatever those sprays are that you have. And you learn to not put yourself in dangerous situations. You don't go out late at night and walk down streets just for fun. In the dark, oh, let's see if I can, you know, survive this one. Oh, I took the crop of God. Don't be deluded. You don't do those things. That is the advice that I needed to be giving in these places. And you scream and run. You get used to the idea of fleeing, okay? That's what the mace is for. Shh, out. Get out of there. And, you know, I realized this. First of all, let me tell you quickly about a dream I had that triggered this whole discussion. I had a dream like a couple of months ago. I'm not lying. I had a dream that a fat man, very, was chasing after me in the dream, and I was scared. (laughs) And you know what I did? Do you know what I did in the dream? Do you think I used my Krav Maga? No. First of all, I don't even remember a lot of that stuff, to be be honest. Do you think I had the mace and I took... No. Did I go into a fighting stance? I did not. Do you know what I did in the dream? I hid in a small locker and waited for my husband. And picked up the phone and called him and said, babe, there's a big fat man chasing me. Come help me. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. So in the dream, I was realistic about the situation. I saw this big guy and I was like, oh, he could swing me around like a little jump rope. Mm -mm." And I went and hid and got out of there and did what I would do. Call help. Call for help, right? I called my husband. Maybe I've called police. I don't know who I would call. Whoever's more likely to get to me soonest. 
And that's what triggered a lot of these thoughts where I was like, wait a second. What was I doing all my life with this deluded, like, oh, here I am in the gym and there's a guy next to me. And I, and I remember feeling like, oh, I should be doing more weight and more weight. Why? Because I was taught like, oh, well, men are doing it. Compare yourself to men. No, you can't do that. You've got to get out of that head. Get out of it. Really get out of it. Even if you think you're mostly out of it, you're not. Because I would have never said that I would be somebody who would be saying this ridiculous, stupid really you know when I say vomit inducing mm-hmm. okay let's keep going and then I'm gonna play Justin and Myron calling me out I'm gonna spend I'm spending time on this because I think it's entertaining and important okay prepare yourself as a five a woman like me it's gonna be very hard for me to prepare myself for that guy for an Andrew Tate impossible honey he's a kickboxer impossible not very hard impossible stop saying oh it's very hard as if you have a chance impossible Imp save your money and go take some training for how to handle a gun and all that for people that are able to fight like Andrew Tate and unlike Andrew Tate have a desire to do harm because he doesn't. Okay, keep going, sorry. Get a little fired up. Credit to him. He knows what he's doing. He's probably way bigger and way stronger than I am. He's probably, he's probably way big. Do you hear the, the language? He's probably way bigger and way strong. No, honey. He is way bigger and way stronger than you are. Take that probably and sit it on a bench. You know when you bench people in basketball? Mm, how stupid. Really, and just the, the education here is you, if you allow yourself to get emotionally tangled in this stuff, you sound so dumb. I mean, it's just, I, I look at this and I'm like, wow, I thought I was smart. Hmm. Apparently only smart when I'm not being led by emotions, which apparently happens. <clears throat> okay, let's keep going. Sorry. Doesn't mean that I shouldn't go to self-defense to yes, make myself does. as best prepared as I can to encounter someone on the street that wants to do me harm. This is a very dangerous message for women. Women, one, ignore it. Two, get your self-defense. It's very important that you do that. Get it from somebody who knows what they're doing. Hmm. And number three, let me say this. Ladies out there, don't let guys talk to you like this. Triggered. Don't let guys talk to you like this. Challenge it. Okay, Be so strong. here you go. So, the, and this is, this is the tr how you get triggered. Do you see it though? Because I see it in myself. That that need to, oh, he said something insulting. Of course, why am I triggered? His tone. I didn't know a lot about Andrew at the time, so I hadn't watched a bunch of videos to know. That's just his. That's how he talks in front of the camera. We all have our little shtick. I do too. I mean, I don't walk around my house being like rah, 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 modern women. You know, it's it's a tone you have when you're in front of a microphone or. Um, sometimes I do actually walk around my house saying rah, rah, modern women, actually, now that I think of it, it happens, but more often than not, no, but that's, that's when, when we talk about a triggered modern woman, it's, it's interesting because I sit here and I see it in other people. And I was like, I can't call this out unless I call it out in me. And what it really is, is it's an emotional reaction to it's defensive, right? It's this defensive, you're trying to belittle me in some way. I even use the word chauvinistic at one point. I even say in the beginning, I think, before we get into, I say that he's not my cup of tea, which frankly, I, I really happen to really like his style now. Um, I just, I hadn't watched the long form content. I didn't have the right information. And that's on me again, for not doing that research extensively. And the reason I didn't like it is because he was right. I didn't like his commentary on self-defense as it relates to women because he was right. And deep down inside, I knew it. I knew he was right. And I was mad 
because I had invested so much time and energy into something that people had told me was good for me when in reality I realized I was looking at it wrong. So instead of just in that moment saying, Andrew Tate has this right and I have it wrong, I had that knee-jerk reaction and that's what you hear unfolding. So what is my message on this? Before we get to Justin and Myron, because I think it's interesting to play that. Before we get to that, what, what should the messaging have been here in response to his clip? It should have been, ladies, you're smaller. You're never going to be a guy. You're never going to fight like a guy. Guys are going to be bigger than you. They're going to be stronger than you. Their lung capacity is better than yours. They're more built for battle, way more than you're ever going to be. So get your self-defense training in firearms, in firearms, okay? Don't be like, oh, you know, my dad taught me how to punch. Yeah, my dad taught me how to punch, but he was also like, don't go punching people who are bigger than you. I'm just teaching you so that you don't hurt your hand when you go to boxing and you hit that fly. He didn't want me to get hurt, you know? Oh, your knuckle's gonna be. He wasn't trying to teach me, oh yeah, get out there and fight with the guys. No, I distorted that message because it was convenient for me to do so because that, that made me feel like this strong woman walking New York City, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Of course, we, we, we don't acknowledge that she's like supernatural, right? We don't acknowledge that Sarah Connor's got a whole bag of guns. No, we're just like, whim, girl power, yeah. It's dangerous messaging. So you get your firearms training, you get your mace, and you get out. And you get comfortable with the idea that you are smaller and you are not as strong. And you stop feeling defensive about it and start owning what you bring to the table as a woman that's different. You are nurturing you can, you know, grow a baby inside of you. That's the most beautiful thing on the planet. But you're not going to be able to fight off a 200-pound man because you took self-defense. Swallow it, even if it's hard to hear at first because of all of that messaging you got your whole life. Think about it. Get mad at the messaging. Don't get mad at the reality that someone like an Andrew Tate is delivering to you. It's not Andrew Tate's fault that you were lied to. It's not. Okay, I just want to do Justin and Myron, and then we're going to move on. I hope this helps. And then we're going to, actually, we're going to go to chat before I, after I do Justin and Myron. Let's go to 3.31.30, um, and then we're going to go to 3.33.14. You see those, Malik? Yep. Okay. At Andrew about this the other day. Listen, I think that teaching women self-defense should be punishable by crime. <laughs> I do, and I'll tell oh, you why. This is going to be a good topic. We talk about I'll, this tell you, I'll tell you why. Oh, shit. I'll tell you why it should be punishable, punishable. Because you're telling a woman that she is going to be able to punch her way out of a physical altercation with a man. And it's absolutely not true. It doesn't make women less. But in, outside of handing her pepper spray or a shotgun in, in a house, and I purposely say shotgun mm -hmm. because we know the statistics on gunfights at close range. Mm -hmm. There's a, a lot of the spray is what I'm looking for. Yeah. T telling a woman that she is going to learn how to kick and punch. A man can literally eat these punches. Mm -hmm. Like you are not going to stand up and trade blows with a grown ass man as a woman. Yeah. I think it's okay, absolutely. So that's Justin. We know, you know, we had Justin here. He's right. He is right. He's right. And he's right about the shotgun, too, by the way, which tells me he knows about guns, which is good. Um, he is, he's right. You're not going to be able to, to, to just, you're not going to be able to do it. Men will eat those punches. And I remember having this conversation with my husband and him being like, I can't think of a woman that would be able to punch me hard enough. Where it would he, I don't really think they could punch me hard enough. And he's, you know, built and he's right. 
He's right. So if you're out there and you're triggered by this stuff, ask yourself why. These guys are trying to protect women. I know you're, if you're a woman out there, you're a modern woman and you're trained to be triggered by this because it bothers you. Maybe it bothers you that you're weaker physically than the modern feminist movement told, told you you were and you have to now absorb that reality. Maybe you're mentally adjusting to that. I get it. I get it. But you realize that they're actually trying to protect you because they don't want you having a false sense of your own strength and putting yourself in a dangerous situation. And then what? They are trying to protect you. The people who are giving you that messaging, telling you take your self-defense and yeah, you can use some guy's weight against him and all this stuff. First of all, you realize those people who teach those classes make money off of you. So they, yeah, I heard that from a lot of people. Jiu-jitsu, yeah, get down on the ground. Get down on the ground with a big ass man. Honey, I'm going to be squashed. And you know I'm going to be crying. Oh, my pinky. Oh, you know that's going to happen too. Come on. You know it. It's not good advice, but they make money. Women sign up for those classes. It, it, it's, it's a business. Remember that at the end of the day. But they should be honest. With, and I had a lot of instructors that weren't honest. So these guys are being honest. Let's listen to Myron now as well. They're talking about me. It was, it was my commentary. Um, they were right. I'm wrong. I was wrong. Let's go to 333. Hello about this the other day. Female self-defense is probably one of the biggest lies we tell it's women. It's dangerous. It's one of the, it, it literally, and, and there was this chick that, that I won't even mention her name, but she like was going on a fucking tirade trying to criticize Andrew for saying that Krav Maga and all these other things are stupid for women to learn in jiu-jitsu. It is fucking stupid because jiu-jitsu is one of the worst things. As a woman, you do not want to fucking get in a close quarters combat situation with a fucking man. You need space. Right? right. If you're even going to be, even if you're going to get even into have a shot, to even catch have a him. shot, you need space. Because, and I tell women this all the time on the podcast. They try to come on and say I could fight a man. I had to give bring in the back to reality. A high school boy will absolutely oh, destroy bro. you. A 15 year old boy will beat the fuck out of you as a trained woman that goes to the gym. You might even have some combat skills. He is going to fuck you up just off of strength alone because yeah. you're. And and he's right. He's right. Even if you have some, and I do have some some skills first of all I've worked out my whole life and not because I of any other reason other than that I really prioritize health and wellness and that's something that's dear near and dear to my heart you know that so I have worked out my whole life I take care of myself I do have some skills I you know in terms of knowing how to punch a box I, I I've taken the classes but he's right because I don't have this the power that you know my my son this is crazy my son is three years old he's a baby I cannot believe how strong this kid is. Like, I honestly cannot believe. And I know, you know, what high school boys, I mean, they're just, they have so much power that we don't have physically. And it's crazy in this world where we're now trained from such a young age as women that you have to compete with men. You have to compete with men. It's like you, you can't, you can't do anything but be triggered by a man saying, you shouldn't be competing with us in this area. It's dangerous for you. We take offense to that somehow. That should be like, oh, this guy's looking out for me. This is realistic. Look at my size. Look at his size. Look at my power. Look at his power. He's trying to tell me this is, you're going to get hurt. And we take offense because we've been programmed to take offense. And it's, it's wild. It's really, really wild. So they were right. And that's who he's talking about me with his Krav Maga and all that. They were right. And, and, and yeah, maybe, you know, Andrew's tone is what it is. And, but the content, they were right. 
And that's why I did this. First of all, like I told you, I want you to hear it from me when I'm wrong. I'm going to tell you when I'm wrong, I am going to come on here and I am going to take the embarrassment that comes with it. And truthfully, I have to say, I thought it would be more embarrassing than it actually is, but it's not because I, I, I feel so strongly that I've done a service today by being honest about this. And, and, and maybe some woman watched that initial commentary and will be like, hmm, if she's thinking that and she took the training and she, hmm, maybe there's something to it. Because I don't want you finding yourself in situations where you feel like you're capable of more than you are, just by virtue of your biology and your anatomy. It is what it is. It is what it is. Okay, let's go into chat, and then I want to get to Tristan Tate, who had some interesting commentary on other stuff. Got $5 from the Phoenix. Being accountable how your past selves acted, interacted, reacted, admitting how we were wrong is one of the most human, mature things we can do. Okay. You can keep going. Yeah, I don't want to hold it up by responding to everything, but thank you. (laughs) All right, we got Mikulor Gorbachev, $50. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I low-key am enjoying your show. I'm not BP, but I understand why men are walking away from wanting marriage or even trying to date. Thank you. Cool. Glad to have you here. Uh, $14, Carrie Ann Bruff. Thank you so much for letting me know that it's okay for me to take a step back and take care of my family and not feel bad about it. I love me getting more and more feminine. Yeah, it it feels good, right? It feels good. Kind of how, and honestly, it felt really good for me to to come to terms with this self-defense stuff. I'm telling you, man, I, I take fitness so seriously that I was like, I was the perfect person to just eat that stuff up about the self-defense because I was already so active. And you know, when you go to the gym, you feel strong, right? You feel good. You get the endorphins running. I was the perfect candidate to eat that, those talking points. So initially it felt like weird, like, what do you mean? <laughs> I've been lied to, but it actually feels really good to come to terms with reality and just say, okay, that's not my strength, but this over here is, okay. And you kind of like are able to sink into your true self and it's it's kind of a beautiful feeling. Just saying, okay. All right, uh, $10 from House of Pain. I don't know karate, but I know crazy and I'm not afraid to use it. <gasps> well, there you go. Crazy goes a long way, you never know. Five Canadian dollars, John Michael June. Always interesting how people put themselves in danger with risky behavior, but justified by blaming the other gender. Hmm. True. Ten dollars from Deuce Lee two three one. With passport bro growing, do you think that ten in ten years it'll be normal for the American man to go overseas to find wives in countries that value traditional women? It's already happening. It's happening now. Um yeah, it's happening right now. I, I think I think we need to wait and see what the modern woman becomes in America. But it's it's happening. It's happening already. Ten dollars from House of Pain again. A delusional boss babe getting her tail kicked one time by an average man would change her perspective. The technical term is called an attitude adjustment. Mm. Yeah, of course we don't want anyone to be in a predicament where they get hurt. But what we do want is people to. What it really takes is one of the unfortunate things that I, I didn't mention is there are the people that want to sell these classes, right? So it's a business, but then there's also a lot of guys. Remember, it's not just women that have internalized some of this, this delusion. Guys have as well. So you have guys now thinking like, oh yeah, I mean, I cannot tell you when I did that initial commentary um, that I just made fun of for good reason, I got a lot of messages from guys. Yeah, you tell them. Yeah, you tell them. And now I'm like, ooh, what's wrong with those guys? Why weren't they saying to me, hey, Chad, you're, you know, 115 pounds dripping wet. Like, I, I don't I don't know, man. You know, 
so guys have internalized a lot of that messaging too. Um, it's not just women. And that is a, a even bigger part of the problem, I think. All right, we got $10 from John Michael June again. A good man would never hit a woman and he would just walk away. A well-taught woman should know that this man might not walk away. Don't put yourself in danger. Mm. Uh, $5 from KS. Women can take boxing for fitness. $2 from Free from the Plantation. America, social decline. I'd buy that shirt. <laughs> social decline, political decline, cultural decline. There's not enough words for all that. We good? Yeah, two more. Okay. Uh, $5 from the Phoenix again. It was only a year ago that I was just like this with the short term, short form content, and I realized how desperately and ridiculously wrong I was. And then $5 from Grant. There was a woman who testified against the gun control law. In it, she says, I have taken martial arts, but only a gun can equalize the difference. Yeah. No, I mean, that's why they call it the equalizer. It's it's really like just common sense, but your common sense is so jaded by everything that you've been brainwashed with your whole life that it, it it's not easy to just, you really have to sit. And people say, well, why did you, how did you come to this? You just, you really have to be willing to sit and just pull away from all of that and think about what you're actually saying and be willing to say like, you ha if you don't have the will the willingness to say I was wrong, forget it, it's done. But if you have that chip, you really need to just sit and think about all the stuff you were told and just like, was that true? Just like, give it a, give it a thought. All right, I wanna get to Tristan. Um, we're probably gonna cut, yeah, we're gonna skip uh, topic three today and we'll touch that the other day. We'll get that next time. Tristan Tate, high female body count and abortion he weighs in on. Let's go right into it. Let's go to 4635. This is on high body count. A girl who's 21 has a body count of 300. Sure, she'll fuck you. But that sex doesn't mean she cares about you. It doesn't mean she appreciates you. It doesn't mean she respects you. In fact, it's meaningless because it's not you that makes her do it. It's the sex. Just like it's the drink that will make the homeless man accept my invite, not my achievements. Okay. So be very so careful. I think that's an interesting way to put it when you talk about the body count and why guys care about the female body count. And it's because one of, one of the angles of it is that if she's willing to sleep with a lot of guys, you know, and just hop in and out of bed, and she's not terribly particular, and she doesn't have to pair sex with emotion, then when that girl's willing to sleep with you, you're like, is it really about me? It's not about you because she's willing to do that with all these other guys too. So it's not particular to you. There's not something special going on with you necessarily now. The trick here is maybe there is something going on with you that is special for that girl. Maybe you are different, but because of her behavior with everybody else, because she is in and out of bed with everyone and you are one of those numbers and you know that you're one of many, you're not gonna be able to even perceive that you are special because to you it's going to be like well she's not discerning at all so how would I even know if I was special how would I even know if I mattered more than all of these other guys whereas if you have a woman who is particular and doesn't sleep with a lot of people at all and needs to pair sex with emotion and does choose to share her body with you that she takes a lot of pride in and she's careful with and she you know respects then you know that she has placed a lot of trust in you and love in you and respect in you. And that means something. That means that it's about you. So these people trying to minimize the body, oh, why do these guys care? Why do these guys, well, they care for that reason because people want to feel special and valued. And if you're one of many, you're not going to feel the same way as if you're just one of 
one maybe or one of just a handful of people who she has loved in life you get it okay let's go to abortion 5339 interesting commentary here oh i give it to reiterate i don't see any universe where somebody like me who chooses willingly to have sex with a woman and she falls pregnant should have the option to abort the baby now legally can the option exist sure the, the legal option can exist within the country i live in i have no problem with that but why can't i be my own moral arbitrator because no woman who gets pregnant with me is going to have an abortion i assure you that is not going to happen i'm a young healthy smart intelligent millionaire my kid could become the next president of the united states for all i know you're not aborting that to pursue some career or because you don't like the way it will make your body look that is disgusting so those are my personal views on abortion to summarize i'm against it for myself me and healthy able-bodied people should be the moral compass for themselves and be against it themselves and i think if everybody thought that way you'd have a lot fewer abortions and also people should just make smarter more informed choices with who they have sex with because i've heard this tristan what if you get some crackhead pregnant i wouldn't have sex with a crackhead <laughs> so what universe is that going to happen absolutely stupid argument. okay that's a and he's right that's an absolutely ridiculous argument but people say that all the time well what if you stop a crackhead she got pregnant well I would make that decision not to do that and wouldn't be in that predicament. So what you're hearing here from Tristan Tate is a personal responsibility argument. He's saying, you know, these are my decisions. My decisions have consequences and I am prepared to face those consequences. And if I were with a woman and she became pregnant, then that would be my child and I would accept the responsibility to care for that child. So it's a personal responsibility argument. That's all. Now, I do think it's interesting that he says... You know, he would say, you're not aborting that to the woman. And that is interesting because he believes that he would have the authority to say that in that dynamic. But a lot of guys don't, they don't have any say, right? They really don't. They don't have any say. And they're told, well, it's not your body, so shut up. So what happens is the woman gets pregnant, she decides she wants an abortion. And now you have society saying that that guy shouldn't have any say in what happens to that baby. And those men are oftentimes pushed to the side, like they don't matter. Oftentimes you'll have guys saying, I want to have the baby. And she'll say, well, no. And you'll have everyone rallying around the woman. Like, well, it's her decision. It's her body. She's the one that has to bear the child. And it's like, isn't it both of their baby? Didn't it take two people to bring that child to life? Why does he have no voice at all? Why? Why do we live in a society like that? Well, because it's feminized. That's why. Isn't that Rolo Tomasi's like gynocentric? You know, he talks about that stuff. He's right. Why do they have no voice, no say in anything? Um, again, make smart decisions is the messaging here don't put yourself in situations where if there are consequences you're not going to be prepared as a grown adult to handle those consequences and a baby is not something that should be just tossed to the side it's a blessing and if you're not prepared and you're not in the right head or the right mind or the right body or the right financial situation to have a child then you shouldn't be having sex with people where there's a risk that you could have a child that's what he's saying for himself. Now, he does say, you know, the legal option, this, that. But he's saying for himself, that's the world that he lives by. I think it's really interesting to see the, the, the world that these guys live in outside of talking about men and women. I mean, this is a very personal responsibility lens. It's very appealing. It's very appealing to me. Um, I'm glad to see it. And we need more men talking like this about issues, to be honest.
Okay, we actually do have time for three, so let's do three. Now, this idea of women being forced into chore slavery, let's just watch the video. It's on Twitter. Let's play it, Malik. So the implication here is she's all excited to get engaged. She's like, yay. And then all of a sudden, all the chores start coming in. She's cleaning the toilet bowl and all this stuff. She's got to cook and do the laundry. And she's like, forget it. She takes that ring off. She throws it in the toilet and she flushes it. So I asked. Now I know this is like convenient marketing. Oh, women, they get married and it's all slavery. You know the talking point. You've seen it before. So I asked this woman, though, Did, do you never do a chore single? Really? Do you not do laundry? before you get married you don't you don't clean the toilet no you don't do laundry you don't cook you don't iron anything ever you don't you don't do you don't wipe this the kitchen countertop down you don't you don't do any of this stuff until you're married. of course you do of course you do you live in a house you live in an apartment even if you have roommates you do chores you take care of that space that's yours so this idea that like oh you get married and suddenly there's all this servitude no honey you were doing those chores before. You were doing them before if you were alone. So why is it like now all of a sudden there's resentment about it? I don't understand. I really don't. Also, if there's a guy who wants you to stay at home and be a stay-at-home mom and you don't want that, why are you with that guy? Why are you marrying that guy? You have a different vision of where your future is headed. If you're like, well, I do the chores now, but when I get married, no chores for me. <laughs> First of all, why? Secondly, Okay, then maybe you got to hook yourself up with someone that's going to hire a full-time housekeeper. If that's the direction you're going in, your population is going to be limited of who to choose from. But hey, if that's part of your demands, I guess you could put that up with the, you know, that other woman we last week with the $500,000 car and, you know, the $250,000 a year salary and I don't know, the house on five acres. Go ahead. Put it on the list. We'll see how you do. Man. Also, let me just say. In some of these households, you've got guys, you do have women that choose to stay at home. Fine. I'm fine with that. They don't want to go to work. They don't want to do all that stuff. They want to, they want to be homemakers. All right. You've got these guys sometimes going to work 40 plus hours a week, 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week, sitting in these cubicles, working their fingers to the bone under fluorescent lights, exhausted beyond measure. That's, that's real hard work. Are you really like complaining about, you know, throwing some dishes in the sink? I mean, I just don't understand washing a few things, clothes. I just, I really don't understand. If you make that decision to stay at home and you want to do that, doesn't that come with some responsibilities? Or is it now like, oh, I'm going to stay at home, but I want to live in housekeeper to do everything. So what are you going to do? Just polish your toenails all day long? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Also, where are all the women that take pride in a nice home? I can't wait sometimes for the weekend to clean out the closets wipe everything down, take care of my house. It's sparkling. When my husband says the countertop sparkles, I get a sparkle in my eye. And somebody wrote me on Twitter the other day, said, oh, team sandwich makers. And I was like, damn straight, I make a good sandwich. And if my husband is working all day and I have the privilege that day of I'm just hanging out with the baby and I'm having a good time and he wants something to eat, yeah, I'm going to make him that sandwich and I'm going to put it in front of him and I'm going I'm to hope he enjoys it. What's so bad about that? What is so bad about that? About caring for someone who's taking care of you. Where did, where did modern women lose their way so much that now it's like, oh, if you do one little thing for a guy, it's like, oh, servitude. 
Come on. Okay. Last topic today. I know. We didn't know we'd get here. Um, I think, should we check in with the chat now or should we do it at the end? Do we have a lot? We got two. Okay, let's do two now and then we'll do the last topic. All right. We got um, from Free the Plantation again. Free from the Plantation, $5. Saw an article about women leaving the country due to Roe versus Wade being overturned. Good riddance. Maybe they'll realize how good they have it here. They're not leaving anywhere. You always say everybody, every celebrity is like, oh, if this person wins an election, I'm out. Fast forward like six months and they're still sitting here. Lazy. Leave, please. We'd be much better if you just got up and left. Go somewhere else. Go to some other tyrannical hotspot. Bring your tyranny over there. Leave us alone. Okay. Then $10 from Brad Tittle. Any woman I'm intimate with is going to be a woman who wants to keep the baby. Tristan. There you go. There you go. All right. So last topic of the day is the matrix topic. This is so get ready. You know when they say fasten your seatbelts? Get yours fastened. Um, you know the World Health Organization? It's, it's, a, it's a supposedly do-good organization that's impartial and it's out to take care of all of you. Don't worry. Well, they had a video out and this Margaret Chan is a former director of the WHO has a very honest moment. And this, let's play it. Uh, it's at that Twitter link. Let's play it first, and then I'll translate it. And then I just want to share with you the contributors to the World Health Organization, the supposedly impartial organization that's here to take care of your health better than you can take care of it yourself. Let's listen. You ask an excellent question. If I tell you that because as an organization, only 30% of my budget is predictable funds, other 70% I have to take ahead and go around the world to beg for money. And when they give us the money, they are highly linked to their preferences, what they like. Okay, so that, that tells you, what does that say? What is the significance of that? Why does it matter? Well, the World Health Organization is a key component of the matrix. Um, they're admitting here that 70% of their budget comes from donations that have to be solicited and that those people that are making those donations, what do they get? They give you a donation and they want a favor. They want something in return. So it piqued my interest and I wanted to look at the WHO top voluntary contributors. Now, a lot of them are countries, which is interesting. Germany is on it, Japan, the US is on it. Oh, interesting. So we give a donation to the WHO. What do we get? I would love to know. The Republic of Korea, the European Commission, Australia, but there's also some groups that are on the list of donors. The COVID-19 Solidarity Fund is on there. Oh, that's interesting. That is a COVID-specific fundraising effort between 2020 and 2021. And there are many pharma companies on this list. We've got, let's see who's on the list. Facebook. Oh, I don't even know how to say this. It's a pharma. This is a vaccine manufacturer. The Glaxo, Smith, Queen, whatever that is. Johnson & Johnson. Did they have COVID vaccine? Hmm. What a puzzler. Google, okay, anything that was questioning vaccines at the time we know or was saying anything about the COVID vaccine that anyone had any even skepticism about, it was heavily censored. The Rockefeller Foundation, I don't know how much you know about the Rockefeller Foundation, but that's a foundation that basically is responsible for modern medicine being what it is in the sense that they disparaged and tore down homeopathy to such an extent that they relegated it to a corner of society so that modern medicine, which is heavily funded by pharma, could rise to the top. Then you have the Gavi Alliance, which is an alliance that focuses on improving 
equitable access and distribution of vaccines around the world. That's founded with funding from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Oh, there he is, Billy. We were waiting for you. Then we have the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation itself. Then we have the United Nations Development Program. Note that as part of that, Bill and Melinda Gates also are a top donor to that organization's number one source of funding. And then you have New Zealand, United Kingdom, Great Britain. You know what's really interesting to me? That Bill and Melinda Gates seem to be everywhere when we talk about the matrix. When it comes to, first of all, you see their vaccines everywhere. And then you see their do-gooder stuff everywhere. Everywhere. Interesting also that the COVID-19 Solidarity Fund had a bunch of big pharma groups that benefited massively by the stance that the World Health Organization took in the last two years. So in other words, these organizations, FDA, CDC, WHO, WEF, come out and they endorse mandates, they endorse, you know, they have, you know, tons of propaganda related to messaging on the vaccine, some of which turned out to be false and by their own admission, by the CDC's own admission, oh, wait, we were wrong about this, oh, we were wrong about that. They do all of that. They come out with this really strong messaging And then you find out that a lot of the donations to them come from pharmaceutical companies, individuals, and organizations that financially benefit from the the, the rollout of those experimental drugs. Hmm. Nothing to see here. Move along. That is how the matrix works. This is one component of it. Unsurprising. And also, what do these countries stand to gain? I would love to know because I think there's a deep layer of corruption. Everyone's like, oh, United States, land of the free, yeah. Deep corruption going on. You see what's going on with the FBI and Twitter. FBI's all involved now in trying to flag this and flag that. FBI is completely politicized. It's disgusting what's going on at the FBI. You look at the United States of America and you're like, wow, I once thought it was, you know, land of the free, home of the brave. I don't know, man. The military establishment, corrupt as all hell. There's a lot of corruption that runs deep. We're going to get to more of that, but that's your matrix topic for today. Okay, let's check in with chat. Anything we got? Yeah, we got uh, one more from House of Pain. Can someone please tell me Bill Gates' qualifications to dictate worldwide health and vaccination policy? Money. He has a lot of money. He has a lot of connections to powerful people. He doesn't know anything about health. Have you seen him? Does he look healthy to you? I'm just curious because another thing that was really interesting to me, not to go on a rant, but a lot of the people that were supporting mandates – were some of the most unhealthy people I had ever encountered in my life. Didn't look like they exercised at all. Never saw a bit of sunshine. You know, walking around with like UV hats on when it's like, you know, 30 degrees out and there's a tiny bit of sun poking through a cloud. Never exercised, don't eat right, overweight. They wanted the mandates in place. And everybody who I spoke to who didn't want that were like, you know, out benching heavy weight in the sun, you know, grounding on the beach. Interesting paradigm that I noticed over the last two years. No? Okay. Malik, we got any more? That's it. That's it. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for being with us today. I hope you enjoyed me going after myself. Good on you for putting up with me with that hair, too. Between the, the lighting that we had at the start and those ringlets when I was trying to learn how to use my curling iron. God bless you all is all I'm going to say. Now I know you love me because who would put up with that and still be around? All right. There will be a show on Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern time. And gear up for those holidays. Start baking. Start cooking. Start doing you. All right. See you soon.